Welcome to Hardwood History, our weekly or semi-weekly in the summer uh, talk about college basketball. And this week, we're going to focus in on some college players via the NBA draft. I've got Robert Wire here. We're going to go through the top 10 picks, uh, talk just in general about the NBA and what it means for college basketball, too, going into next year uh, and the, you know, all things basketball. So, Robert, how are you doing? Awesome, man. Super excited. Me too. I, I love the draft. There's something about just potential, excitement, uh, just the just the feel of imagining what people could be. And you've got a team in picking uh, high in the draft this year, so you're thinking about what your team's going to look like, not just after the draft, but going going forward. Uh, so let's start let's start there, just because you're so excited about it. Going going up to a Pacers draft uh, event, so that's that's serious. What what do you think about the Pacers, and should they stick where they're where they're at? They're currently like sixth, picking sixth, but they've got options. Yeah, it's it's just kind of crazy for me, like because the Pacers never get a good draft pick, right? It's been like I don't, I'm not going to say exactly, but it's been over 20 years probably since we've had a top 10 pick. You know, like and Paul George was what was he? He, he was, was 10, right? Yeah, he was yeah. a 10. Okay. Yeah, so, but besides him. But that's still like 10. Yeah, like top five, now. you know, almost top five pick. Yeah. Sixth is close enough. But, like, to get a type of player that has a possibility of being a superstar, right? Like, like a Pacer franchise, you're not going to be able to pick them up in free agency, right? Like, they've proved over the years, like, you might get some guys that are, are good players in free agency, but you're not going to get the top tier guys, right? So, your only hope is to draft them. Yeah. So, like, for me, this is a chance that we've had in a while to get a, a player that at that caliber. Now, it's so crazy because of all the trade talks, mm. and if we can move up to four, or if we stay at six, and then if we trade and get, like, the 10th or 11th pick, I mean, to me, if I had a choice... What do you want to do? Yeah. If who, I could who, who pick a want? player, it would be Ivy, but only if you can work a deal with Sacramento that's not too heavy. Mm. You know, like if they want, say, our sixth pick, and then they want, say, our next year number one pick, and say Diorte, like I don't think I'd do it mm. because I think the Pacers are moving in a direction to where next year there's probably a good chance they're going to be in the lottery again if they trade Brogdon and Turner like they're talking about. They're going to be more in the rebuild, and their picks probably going to be worth a lot. And I, I mean. Sacramento doesn't really like from the all the reports and stuff. They might want Ivy, but it sounds like Ivy doesn't want them. Yeah, right. So, and he's publicly said he wants Indiana. Could, so, okay. So, so this gets into something that that I I care about because I think that and we'll we'll do. I think what we'll do is we'll go through who our top picks would be, and then we'll go through who we think is going to go. Okay. Um, so, I'm going to start here since you brought up Ivy. I think he's the guy I would take number one. Here's here's why, and this is why I would be willing to give up a lot for him. I just think that I, I look back at the last three NBA Finals and I thought about who in this draft would be playing in the, in the NBA Finals. I know maybe not this year or next year, obviously, but like who has the physical tools to potentially play in the NBA Finals? Because there are guys that have been drafted in the last few years that – that's not been the case. Like they're not, they're not able to get out on, on the floor. And I just think there's a certain type of guy that you got to shoot for the absolute superstars. If you, if you're picking it four or higher, 
you need to just go for it. The, if the goal is to win an NBA championship, you got to get one of those guys. Like that's the thing that the Pacers have been missing since Paul George left. They don't have one of those guys. Like he was one of those guys. They don't. They got a bunch of guys that are good, but they got they don't they got no one guy right. And well, I just think that Ivy has the potential to to be that. He's the exact type of modern NBA player. He's smart, super athletic. He works hard. Mom was a coach. I mean that that checks, oh no, that it, checks all the boxes for me. Ivy's like the dream prospect for the Pacers, right? A guy that wants to be in Indiana. His mom coaches in in the state of yep. Indiana. She actually played basketball for the Fever. Yep. Like everything possible that would say you got this guy that's going to stay with you forever because give up, give up the farm then because here's the yeah. thing I think teams hold on to their guys and fans too they're like, and they might and they might do up. it I don't get want to give up Duarte I, hey I like Duarte too I think that was an awesome pick last year he ain't winning you an NBA championship no, he's not like but you can find other Duartes I I feel like they have a possibility of maybe trading Brogdon or something say they say they trade Brogdon and get the eleventh pick right yeah now would Sacramento do the sixth and eleventh. For four, maybe. You know what I mean? I and would, th- and then you're not giving that. up your next year pick or you're not giving up, you know. Yeah. And I, the one thing I do disagree is I think that Halbert is going to be a superstar. Like we talked about earlier about things that you see players that are different from other players that make them stand out. And his vision and how he makes everybody else better is almost Chris Polish, right? Like, yeah. you know, so... Yes, yeah, so I think know, they had you know that who, one guy. You know who would be awesome next to him, Jaden Ivey. No, he would what be awesome. Back, what a backcourt, I, best backcourt in the NBA in five years. I, but the thing about like what you were saying, like you take Ivy at number one. Like I think that I wouldn't disagree with it, but I think like who are you taking then? Who's your number one? Who would you well, take number one? I, I'm weird, right? Like I like Chet. Oh my! God. Like a lot, of, and it's just because like what you said earlier. He's a big guy, right? Everybody's looking how how skinny he is. But he can real, do real skinny. He is. <laughs> he but the, you just talked about he Giddy, the same as Ivy, right? You just talked about Giddy, and you weren't worried about him being skinny. Well, or you talk about the, the guy da- Daniel no, hang, hang on. Dyson Daniels. Dyson, he's skinny. I'm. I am worried about it, but it's different picking number one, and because you get it, you got to get choosier. Yeah, but you're he, picking number one, or you're picking eight, like where he went last. But year. he also has the skill set to be like. A superstar in the what NBA. You, so take my take my question. What do you like about him? Because I do, I don't see it. Like I re, I really I've been trying to with Chet because I've heard tons of like intangible. Well, he's about ne- him. like besides but, everybody thinking he's going to get hurt, he's never been hurt. Who? But okay, so take my question though. Who the last three years thinking about the finals? So you have you have Lakers, Heat, and then you have you have this year you've got Warriors and Celtics. And then you, who 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 would he have been on one of one of those teams? Okay, let's just look at it this way: the Greek freak, right? When he got drafted, was he big? No. He was a rail, yeah. right? And now he is an animal. So you now think- I'm not thinking that he's going to be the Greek <laughs> freak. Like, I was going to say, but the difference though is when the Greek freak came in, right? He didn't have handles like Homegrown has. He didn't have a jump shot like he has. He wasn't. He what do you average blocks in college? Yeah, I can't remember, but it's, it's like it's yeah. it's really impressive, right? Yeah. So he shot thirty nine percent from three in college. So you're, but that, but that's what I'm saying. So, la, so you're saying that your hope is that you know he's 
Giannis Antetokounmpo because that's the only, I mean that's the only guy I can even think of like size and Durant. versatility. He's not Durant though. He's not. He doesn't have hey, that mentality. Let's do a thing today. Like mentality. I was talking about Durant. You're, you're, when he's drafted. I think the mentality part is that I, what I, like the Greek freak. What's weird about him, and even like if you go to somebody like, um, gosh, I'm trying to I'm trying to think who who else just doesn't ha- quite have like that run through the wall. I mean, because he uh, Anthony Davis. Like comparing those two physically. Not totally dissimilar. Take away like that they that Anthony Davis gets hurt. Like as far as like physical tools, similar. Like can shoot outside. Anthony Davis can handle a little bit. Can do a little bit of everything, right? But there's just something different about Giannis. The way he will just run through a wall. The way that if even though he's not shooting free throws well, he'll go to the line and shoot free throws. You know, like even even this year, the difference between him and. Uh, you know, some of the other guys for the Celtics, like he just kept going. Like when he was having a bad game, he doesn't like turn it well, off. What about Chet makes you think that he isn't that kind of person? I don't know. I just, like, I, I really like just, just don't Just from two it. years ago, like the, the video that went virus, right? Like viral. The uh, Curry, he went around Curry, right? Like how many big guys have the, you Would know he, what, so he to was, go around Curry and make him look silly okay, and go up okay. and dunk? So he he's the fourth leading scorer on Gonzaga. Would those guys have been the fourth leading scorer on Gonzaga? I mean, you know, you know I mean? yeah, but the Greek freak probably would have been because he know. wasn't there yet. Maybe when he maybe, was drafted, he wasn't maybe. there yet, right? I don't like, know. I mean, I don't know. I, I just don't know if he would have been the fourth. I just think there's there's something. Well, you missing. talk about that, but let's think about Banchero, right? Mm-hmm. Like, do you think that he dominated as the Duke's leader? I think I think so. He's my he's my <laughs> spoiler was perfect. Second, <laughs> my second pick would be. Boncaro. I I think, like, again, he represents to me what I want in the modern NBA. He can shoot a little bit. He can handle the ball. Extremely physical. Like, he reminds me of Jason Tatum. Like, I don't know if he'll ever get to that level, but could he get to Jalen Brown's level? They're different players, though. I know. I don't see him being as agile as Jason Tatum. And I don't know. I mean, don't get me wrong. Did you see Jason Tatum in the finals? <laughs> well, I think he's something wrong with him. But like, as far as he's hurt or something, not like something's wrong with <laughs> okay. him, like in his okay. head. Okay. I meant something was hurt or something because okay. he wasn't okay. attacking okay. the basket like he was yeah. every series before that. Yeah, I right? said. I said so, when we were talking about something like, behind the scenes. I remember when he dunked on LeBron. Like, what happened to that dude? Like, he didn't. He was like laying. He did that one weird layup where he threw it over, over his shoulder. I'm like, man, that's hot. He shot a lot of jump shots and a lot of threes yeah. in the finals. So. I mean, well, but anyway, to shoot a lot of we get sidetracked. <laughs> but Boncaro. Yeah, I mean, I think that if I'm wanting my team to have a better chance to make the playoffs next year and I'm one of the top teams in the draft, that's who I'm taking. Like, if I had the number one pick and I'm Orlando and I want to make the playoffs next year, mm-hmm. the guy that's going to give me the best chance, I think he's the one. So why is he not the best player then? Because... No, the best chance to win right away. I know, but why is he not, not the best player? Why why can he not continue to improve? It's not he like could. He, I think he's, he's actually, just he's actually younger than Holmgren. No, I, I'm not saying that he won't. I just think like there's certain things that Chat brings his length and stuff that he'll never be able to have. I mean, look at Evan Mobley last there's year. There's certain things that like that. Do you ever think has. that he would have the season that he's had this year? Because of his length, it makes a difference. Yeah, but he bon- isn't a huge guy. But Boncaro is—he's so physically so much stronger. Like, there's zero percent chance Chet's ever going to be. But how many like guys that. in the NBA are strong? 
Not not like Bonquero. Well, not like I that's, would disagree. Not, There's a lot of strong like guys. Strong. Who who is he a comp for in the NBA? Like he's huge. Like he's bigger than Jason Tatum now. Like he's so, like, why can't he play defense in college? Well, against small guys, defense. Uh, well, no, it's still it's the, it's the mentality that you talk about. Like some is. guys have that like killer instinct. Like I'm gonna destroy you. I agree. And defense I'm not saying is, he does. Defense is mentality. Like I think I think Chet. His defense, I will give that to you, and I, you'll see him here on my draft. He's board not too. scared. His defense is unbelievable, and I think that Mobley is an interesting comp. Like if I comped somebody in the NBA to Chet, it probably would be Mobley. And he changed the team the first but year. But I also just am worried that I I think that Mobley. I just don't know what Mobley's ceiling is either, because I just think that those guys in the modern NBA have a weird are in a weird space like think about even you know a good comparison might be the the luca draft like deandre ayton is a perfectly capable nba player he's really good right but he's not but he's not luca right you have to take the guy who can create his own shot and i don't know if chet or mobley are ever that guy like if if they could do that you're right then they are kevin durant or you know and they're maybe one of the best players not just now, but that's but, where you're, that's, but in history. that's what that, that's what I'm saying though is like you have to take the chance. Like, I don't see that in them. You got a top four. Well, you I would take the chance. I wouldn't want to because I don't, I, don't see, I don't see that in them. You know what I mean? Like I, I even Mobley last year, I think maybe he was the best player in the draft. Maybe, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I'm still not convinced that. Well, he, no, but he proved that he deserves to be in the NBA and he's going to be a force. Defensively, would you rather have? Let me ask you this: redrafting after a year, would you rather have him or Scotty Barnes? <sighs> I don't, right? I just the thing though is is Scotty Barnes got like two for his position, but Mobley just brings this thing where if he keeps getting better, like you just can't teach height and length and all that. I mean, you just can't. You can't. You can't teach mobility and ball handling. Uh, you know, it's true. At that height but he sometime. was pretty solid as a rookie. He's pretty good. I, I, it's close. I'm just saying. But who would you let's take? Be honest, like, that's what's so if, hard. If about you it. could take him this year in the draft, the top five, would he be number one pick? Yeah. I think if you knew that he was going to be like he was this year, man, he's the number one pick. He might be. No, I don't. I think it's hands down. He's number one pick. I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm pretty like, stu- I'm last- pretty stubborn about feeling like. Guards matter more. Like I, I just, no, I just, I just. But you yeah. take him over all the big guys. I just think I do. You take him over Banchero. You take him over Smith. I, think, you I take just him think, over Chet. I, I just think I probably would take Banchero over even Mobley. Like I just don't really. I, I don't believe in guy. I, I think that he's going to be incredible, and I think that he could be an amazing number two. But even like Anthony Davis, like you have to, you basically have to bet. That they're going to become Giannis Antetokounmpo. That's what you have to believe. So for you, them to be so a you number think one, Ivy can be the best shooting guard in the NBA. I think so. Better than I think he could be. Well, best guard. I think he could be John Moran. There's no, there's no really labels on point guard or shooting guard anymore. Really, it's just a guard, right? Yeah. Yep. Like because everybody shoots. I think he could be elite. Elite. The uh, he could be better NBA. than Ja. I think. No, oh, I mean that's well. That's what you just said. You said he could be the I best he, in the NBA. I think he could be. Let's put it this way. I think he could be top. He could six. be a. Top six in the in the NBA. So that's still all, pretty. All that's, that's still pretty high praise. So it he is. could be like Curry, like five years. We're talking five <laughs> years. Well, I mean, that's, no. it takes time for guards. No, too. and like I said, if if he if the Pacers somehow get him, obviously I'm not going to be upset about it, yeah. right? Like out of all the players, the Pacers could possibly get. 
I still like Chet. But at number two would probably be Ivy. Oh, God. Just because as a pacer, like, I guess maybe it would be Ivy because we've went through these big guys, right? Like, yeah. Miles Turner, as much as, you know, I talk smack about him sometimes, he's a really good player. Right. Like, they were talking about, uh, who was it? Oh, Chet. They said that maybe he just turns into the next Miles Turner. Right. You know, which still is a good, it good really player. Good, in but today's it's not NBA, number one. No, it's not. Right. But they could, okay, that, it could be that's worse. Perfect seg- segue. What's the difference between Miles Turner and Jabari Smith? Jabari Smith shoots threes. Miles Turner shoots threes. Jabari Smith, potential to be a shot blocker and rim protector. Miles Turner, very, very similar, right? Can't create his own shot. What, what's, the <laughs> not, what's the knock on Jabari Smith? Can't create his own shot. Like, wh- why would you not? Well, I you know, see. What, I've what never been sold on Smith being the number one pick. Who would you take three then? So we're at three now for our our. I think Smith. Well, uh, Rockets are at three, right? They are, but we're just taking this is just our personal. We're go, we'll uh, go back. We'll go like back. Who through. we thinks the best? Yeah, who's our, who's I, your third best player? I think it would be Chet or Ben Chera, depending on, and that would be your workout, right? Like when they come in and talk and all that. And then I think Ivy, I'd probably take it three and then Smith at four. But some reason they, they think Smith should be the number one pick. Maybe if I went to workouts and I knew as much as scouts did, then maybe my mind would change. But I have the same thing that you do. Like I don't like guys that can't create their own so shot. You, want bon- you think Boncaro is the third best guy? Who's your third best guy? Ivy. Ivy. Yeah, but okay. I said it's between Chet and Boncaro okay. as the first pick. Got it. You know, like... They're interchangeable, okay. just depending on your team, the layout, and how much you like them, like in the interview process. Uh, now, now this that that's true. I, we don't have we don't have access to that stuff. So I'm taking uh, mystery man Shaden Sharp as my third third favorite guy. Man, I can't. <laughs> I know, but again, and he might be the best player in the draft. Right. Okay, but he could also be Gerald Green. And if I'm in a top five pick, like there's no way if I have a chance at Benedict <laughs> or Ivy. I mean, who says that Benedict can't How, be can't be a superstar? Well, my fifth pick would be would be well, Benedict. No, I'm saying like, why would you take him over? He played in college and he was a stud in college, so that's okay. So, so I, I think so. The reason I take uh, Sharp from what I've seen is that I just think his ceiling for shooting ability is a little bit higher than Mathurin's. I've seen him shoot. I just think that the guy can absolutely fill it up. I love a guy who can shoot and is super athletic, like. Okay, Gerald Green never got there. You're you're right, and that's possible. But if sometimes I do think too, like worst case scenario, oh man, I get Gerald Green. Like that's not a terrible outcome. Yeah, but I, I'm not sad. A, I'm not sad about him. That guy, that guy didn't just like have a cup of coffee. Like, but you imagine brought, you brought up Ricky Rubio uh, uh, before we got on the air. Like, you're yeah. not sad. Like it was clearly a mistake to draft him instead. I don't of think Steph he's a Curry. horrible player, but he, but he just. Like like you were saying, like he kind of hit a really bad timing where guards all of a sudden exactly. needed to shoot. Yeah, if he had come in yeah. the nineties, he would have been perfect, unbelievable. He'd yeah. been like you know one of the Jason best Kidd. Guards. Yeah, before Jason Kidd learned how to shoot. Exactly. And Rubio can shoot now. I'm pretty sure he's a he pretty high a pretty good shooter. And it's kind of like the same career Jason Kidd had, right? Right. Like Jason Kidd probably, if he came out now, would not be the same level of success in the NBA that he did when. During his air, yeah, and I love Jason Kidd. Yeah, he's he, unbelievable. He would have had to learn to shoot faster. Yeah, like he would have just had to. He would have had to. You know, so yeah. the thing, the thing with Sharp though is, is I just I can't. It, I heard this thing today, and I thought it was really good. This guy was saying that 
you know, he went to a Division three college, and it was like a really high Division three. Like they got players all the time from Division one that came down. He said he had a guy that on his team that was unbelievable. He watched him hit 17 threes in a game versus somebody. He's like, <laughs> you know, so all these videos of him in high school and stuff, like that's great, and it does show potential, but there's a huge difference between Division one guys that are athletic and in your face, and you're still able to do it. Yeah. Like, you know, there's a lot of guys that look unbelievable. Like, just look. I know this is a huge difference, but, like, say, like, if we go play basketball <laughs> and we play against somebody that's a good player and then we go against, play against a college player, like, it's going to be – we're not going to look near as good, right? Yeah, definitely. Like, we're going to look – you know really what I mean? Bad. Like, the, the, the <laughs> difference is huge. You got – they're stronger, they're faster – and they're probably going to be more intelligent basketball IQs in college. But right? that's why. But that's why I'm picking the guy. Uh, the, I'm I'm picking the guy who is going to be you know the most athletic, maybe best shooter in this draft. Like that's what that's what I'm starting with. Like my my whole thing with the draft is I am looking for something that even at the NBA level they're they're elite. Like Jaden Ivey, maybe only. Uh, you know, John Morant is more athletic th- than him in the NBA. Like that's crazy. So you got him at four. That. So I would t- I would he would I would take him uh as my what well, I'm at three right I thought your third one I thought it was oh your third pick sharp I think so oh my I mean it's yeah. really I know out there I know so you so you like him better than Daniels Ivy, Ivy Boncaro and then Sharp are my top would be my top three so you're moving Chet down to what is he your fourth or is he down to six <sighs> the Pacers get Chet at six that'd be a heck of a deal for the Pacers. I- I, I just I think I think maybe I just don't value big guys in the same no, I in the agree, same way. But I don't value. I think the reason why the top three guys. If I'm building a team. I, I just don't. I don't. They're more start. modern NBA big guys. Who though. would you? So if you had the you you had Chet. So here's here's a good one. Chet or um you know you want the the Phoenix the Phoenix Suns center. Would you trade? No. You think I don't Aiden, like? I mean think I think Aiden, Aiden's really good, but I don't want him on the team. You think Aiden is. Like there is a chance that Chet is better than much better yes. than Aiton because Aiton started for a team in NBA Finals and played well. No, I'm not saying he's bad. Like he's a good player, but I just think that he's gonna have get a max contract this year. I I just like Chet better. You think he could be better? I think his that. upside's greater. Wow, he has a better great. jump shot. I just don't see it. He has like, a better jump shot, better handles. Like that's more the the NBA is now. Hmm. Like Aiden's like you put him back. In the early 2000s, and he's like a franchise player, right? Like, he's yeah. like, everybody wants him. Yeah. But in today's NBA, like, nobody wants to pay a big guy that can't do all everything $120 million or whatever. And that's why they're talking about the Pacers well, trade for him. Like, I'm like, I'm not giving this guy $30 million a year. Man. Like, that's just too much. Harsh. Like, if I'm giving somebody... No, I, I'm not, I said... He's unbelievably a good player. Yeah. But in today's NBA, if I'm spending thirty million, it better be on a shooting guard, small forward, or an unbelievable aren't point you, guard. Aren't you making my argument for me right no, now? No, no, I just so agree with you. The guards. With the guard thing. But yeah. I think that he's not your like if you could have Dirk right now, would you would you want Dirk? <laughs> so you're saying that Chet Holmgren could be Dirk? Possibly. Wow. I don't know. Why man. can't he be? I just don't. I Dirk don't wasn't see. a huge guy. He was the rail too. I know. I just he had a jump shot. Chet has a jump shot. The only difference is actually Chet's probably better defense. I just don't see like I really do like look at 
the how the guys look. So you brought up Dyson Daniels, who's kind of this mystery guy from the the G League, which got kind of run over this year. Like they I mean, got, he didn't they get ran some, over. Well, they he got still some, had a good season. No, I know. I'm saying like the G League didn't get have as much heat this year as they did last year. Like they're just the guys in the G League got more juice it seemed like more media coverage and he didn't get covered a lot i really like him but he like you said does have a slight frame so i just think that like chet's frame like compared to dirk even dirk like he was skinny coming in but he had big shoulders like same thing with Giannis. like Giannis was super skinny but you can see in like a young guy like what their build is you know or, or the potential they're build. like okay. kevin garnett never gonna be a like thick guy like that it was never going to happen like he was skinny coming out of high school and he's skinny now maybe you can have that mentality like you said and there is something in chet's defense that i i see what you're talking about like he does have that kind of dog in him i don't think he's going to be sean bradley and just get sean bradley could shoot i know but he's got in different saying, nba I'm saying too. defensively even like he's not going to just get dunked on all the yeah, time well there's like that big guys like, like that can, before he can, he can move in an interesting way which yeah. which is good but i just I don't know. Like, is you think he you, just just saying that? Like, you think he's like better Chris Stepps for Zingas, basically? Is what, yeah, what I mean, he, he doesn't have like everybody keeps talking about he's not going to be able to do it, but he's never been hurt. You know, so I mean, Kevin Durant's been in the league for how many years? Yeah, and like I was saying earlier, I listened to I think they showed oh, Skip Bayless or whatever he had his podcast whenever Durant got drafted right he's right. like the guy can't even bench 195 pounds why are you it was gonna, only 185 whatever yeah exactly and he's like no you don't take him and he's like giving all these points about how he's so small and that you have right. to take aiden so i mean today's nba with the way it's officiated i think a guy like him can make it yeah you know what i mean like now if it was earlier like 90s early 2000s I think like you get against those big post guys, and he's just gonna get destroyed, right? Yeah. But I mean, let's look at uh, the Joker, right? Like he lost all that weight. He's not a huge guy now, but he could. I mean, he's a big dude, but he's not like super strong. <laughs> Chet, Chet definitely is not guarding him. In the no, no, I'm saying he's not super strong. <laughs> no. But like compared to like if you were going against he, like he might be strong. He's got like weird dad strength. Like if he's not seen, Shaquille. Have you seen dudes try to guard him? He's just like weird. Like some dudes are not like farmer strong. Yeah, exactly. Farmer like strong. some some dudes are not like cut. But if you run into them, like you're like good lord what is that guy made out of because it's not the same material that i'm made out of like they've got denser bones or something like that like it's just weird all right so he's not a good he's not a good <laughs> so you got ivy boncaro boncaro shaden sharp gosh and then you got i i, I after after this is that a very I, interesting yeah list. let's go let's I, I got matherin okay i mean but why shannon over matherin I think shooting. I think he, I just. What do you think, mean? He's a heck of a shooter. He is, but I just think, like from what I've seen, I just think sharp. What, why sharp is, is, is sharp better than AJ and Griffin? I think, and I think more athletic. Griffin has some really nasty like uh, history with injuries, so I'd stay away. I don't like those guys. Like you think about Brogdon, who is amazing. Oh for yeah, the Pacers. he is. When he's what, healthy, what's the issue? Yeah, not, when, he, not when he stays healthy, healthy. like he doesn't. Yeah, like he's like he's like AJ Griffin is like Brandon Roy level bad. Uh, although I haven't heard a lot, like usually you hear and you see the guys slipping, so maybe it's not as bad as I've heard. 
uh, previously, but I've heard just bad stuff about his knees. So I, I would stay away from a guy like that high in the draft. Like that's a guy at 11 or 12. I really like him can shoot, but his shot, even in the, in the, uh, in college, really good shooter, but I never like, it's, it's a little bit slow. And I, I think that that's a thing that people underestimate about, uh, you know, the competition as the competition level, like not just having a nice shot, but being able to get your shot off. And his is a little bit slow. It's a little bit of a set shot and a little kind of, it's smooth, but it's I mean, they compare him to your boy. Yeah. Butler. I I know. And his shot isn't crazy fast. It's not, but he's not a very good shooter in the NBA either. I mean, he, but, but. He shot forty four percent, almost forty five percent for three last year. Yeah, I, I, AJ he's a, he's a really like if you get him set and get a nice pass to him, he can he absolutely can shoot. But again, with the with the injuries, I'm not taking him that high in the draft. All right, so who's your who's a sleeper? Let's get to a sleeper, and then I want to go back through the top okay. five and All see right. see who you actually think are going to go top five. So give me a sleeper, a guy like further down the list. I've got one in mind that that uh, I think could could be. I'll probably say his name wrong, but. I think the guy from Kansas. Uh, Ochai Abaji? Yeah, I think that he's this year's Diorte. He's older, too, right? That's what I mean. Like He's like Diorte. Like, the only reason why he's going down as far as he is, like they have him at 14th on this one, but the only reason why he's down as low as he is is because of his age, mm-hmm. right? Like Diorte, they had him down. Yeah. And, I mean, he had a solid first year in the NBA. I mean, the thing about it is, is like, once you get past 10, right? Yeah. Like, your teams start getting a little bit better, right? So, Definitely. like, do you want a guy that you possibly could be real, like, you could be good or it could be a bust, or do you just want a solid player that could be a, a starter? You know what I mean? Like, Diorte, to me, is probably going to be a starter for the Pacers for the next five years if he stays there. See, I think it and, depends on your team. Like, I do think, like, I don't think at the top of the draft you should draft for fit. But I think that later on, you really should think of think of it as like a a cheap contract because again, you only have so much money to spend unless you're the Warriors and you're just going to have five hundred million dollars <laughs> to just roll out every yeah. year. Most teams are, have to think about that. And if you could get a guy like Duarte that could contribute, Murray. that matters. But I think too, if you're if you're in total rebuild mode, I don't think those guys. Well, make that's what any I said. Like for Washington, they're, ne- they're never say Washington. Be, by the time that your team gets good, they're going to be more expensive. Like if they're actually any good, you but know? if like Washington, right? If you're going to get a player, you want somebody that can contribute right away, because you're trying to help Probably Bradley Bill. Yeah, you know what I mean. So you, you don't want a project that's going to take. Yeah, you know, you, maybe if Dyson Daniels falls out, do you want to take him, or you want to take a guy that you know is going to be solid on defense and is going to be able to score? You know what I mean? Like right away. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that we'll just let's just go ahead and start from the top. Well, here I got my I've got my sleeper. So my sleeper oh, yeah. uh, UCLA forward Peyton Watson. So I love this lo- love this guy. Terrible year in college. What I'm thinking is he's similar to the Stanford guy that went to Memphis la- last year who again, he was I think in the high school rankings. Oh, you know about uh Williams, Williams. Yeah. Zaire. Zaire, yeah. yeah. So he, again, like everybody was saying, slip, 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 slip. He's a really high high school recruit, had a terrible year at Stanford. But again, like you were saying, the trajectory for some of these guys is not always linear. Like you're amazing in high school. You take a step back in in college, but then you're done with college. It doesn't mean you're going to be a bad pro. Like sometimes you just need more time to develop. Your body needs to develop. And I think that these high upside guys, there's something about them 
that could potentially translate. I love he's got great ball handling. He he hustles. You know, he plays plays hard on defense. I think if you're reaching for a guy, he's got pedigree, had a bad year. What's why, at the end of the first not? round? Yeah. Second round pick? No, I'm taking him like I'm talking like guy that could jump to the lottery. Like, oh, really? I, like I would. I, I would take him like 14. He's at, I think he's at like 29, 30 right now. But he's a guy like Zaire Williams. Well, Zaire Williams was like mocked in a lot of the, in the second round last year by a lot of people, and I think he went like tenth or eleventh. Like oh yeah. yeah, super high. So I think I think he's a guy that could really jump up. He's got that kind of pedigree, and then just some some of those intangibles that I'm like that this guy. I think maybe he just didn't fit because he's on that UCLA team with Juzang and all those like veterans, and so he man, he's the guy that really fell, didn't he? How did he not go? I mean, if he would have left last year, I know. He would have been he first just round. That, he right? just had that one run. He, I don't know he, if he would have because I, I I think he went back because he went to the somebody took a chance last. He year. went to the com- yeah somebody might have taken a t- chance. You know, at the end of the first round. Now he went to the combine. Like really he went to low. the combine and did not did not look so great. Yeah. So yeah. All right, let's let's go let's go back through. So number one pick. Who do you think is going to go? We'll get you on on the on the record to Orlando. Oh, no, well, to Orlando. No, actually, it's changed, and now they're saying Benchero. But I think that's just a front. I think that they take Smith. Okay, I think Smith, Jabari Smith to Orlando. I think the best choice is Banchero, right. but I think they take Smith. Okay, because that's what they like. Orlando takes Jabari Jabari Smith number one. I th- I think you're I think you're right. I think that uh, I I don't think it's the right choice for them. But I you know what do you, what do you do? Like I think that that's the hard part about being a team is that. There are other intangibles that you have to think about, and you've invested in all these other guys. And I think it's so hard to remove that. You know that you've got Jalen Suggs, who you just drafted last year. You've got a uh, former number, former number. They one still have pick. Cole, right, Anthony? They got Cole Anthony, yeah. And so it's just they got Mo Bamba. Yeah, got Mo Bamba for now. <laughs> He's going to be eligible for an extension. What do what do you get? What are you paying him? You know? Uh, yeah, I know. He had his best year last year. All right, number two. Uh, who who are you taking for Oklahoma City Thunder with a million draft picks? Uh, I think this is another. What one do you think them. about this? This I haven't heard it much, but how crazy would it be if they decide to trade with Sacramento, and then they take Ivy at four? Do you think to, Cause, to cause Oklahoma City? To I think Oklahoma Ivy. City likes to go for like the. High upside guys, right? Yeah, well, according so, to you, Holmgren's the highest upside. No, I agree, but I think that. Well, what do you think? They like do? Ivy. Well, I like the idea, but what do you think they're going to do? I think they're going to take Chet. Yeah, me too. I mean, I mean, but I'm just saying, like, as I a, like that. I think that would be really good for Sacramento too, right? Yeah. Although, well, because then they got be kind of bad for. Do you get rid? But do you get rid of Gilgis Alexander then if you are are drafting Ivy? You think those two can play together? I think they can play together. Okay. And then, you know what? If you're the Thunder, you let them play together. And then you make a choice and you trade one of them. Fair. Right? Like, because let's be honest, like, if they both become superstars and you can get another superstar in a different position, yeah. And that's better than getting somebody that didn't turn out, right? <laughs> Fair. You know? All right. Three to Houston. Oh, that's Manchero. Like, I don't think that yeah. they're excited and over thrilled that he's going to be there. Yeah. Right? I think that's a, I think that's a great fit for him, too. I think him. Him with Jalen Green, like that's a nice, that's a start of something. I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, you, no, you I, got, think, I think I think it's got, a heck of a combo. They got rid of, they traded away uh, Wood, yeah, Christian Wood to Dallas, which was which was nice, and I think that clears up that spot for Boncaro to to fit right in there. I mean, start. if you're Houston, I mean, yeah, obviously you want one or two, but really, where they're sitting at, pretty nice, right? It's a 
it's a really nice spot because I mean you're just get, you're gonna get a solid solid player, you know. So, and then, yeah, I just don't I just don't see Ivy sneaking up in the top three. Yeah. And yeah. that's like you said, like I don't I don't think that he doesn't deserve to do that. I just don't see it happening because I don't know if they have the. They don't want to take the chance. Yeah. Because because you know like there's just the big guys like you said it's not a big guy league anymore. Yeah. But. All three of these big guys can shoot, right? They're more <laughs> modern NBA big guys. Yeah. And if you hit on them and they become all-stars, that there ain't that many all-star big guys that can do all that stuff, right? There's, I mean, the guards, it's a guard league, but to get a big guy that's mobile and can do all that stuff... It's a pretty big deal. Yeah, I guess it's. I guess it depends. Defensively, on how, especially. I guess too, it depends on how much you like Jalen Green, right? I mean, he really came on at the end of last year. If you love him, then that, then the it's it's definitely. But Bonkera, how cool would it be Bonkera. though to see Green and Ivy together? It would be cool, but that's what I'm saying. Like, you just eventually you do have to think about like what your roster is, and I I think that that's what that plays in. Well, they're not going to win anything next year, right? So they're, they're going to be, be right back here next year. They they might want, they might want to be. They will. That's what I'm saying. So if you're going to do that, then you might as well fill out your power forward spot. Yeah. The and num- then next the year they'll come the back. Number one pick. You're going to have to start practicing his name now. Oh gosh. Victor, Victor Wen Wen Ben Wen yeah, Ben Yama. Whatever it is. Yeah. 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 I definitely. That's <laughs> all right. Be. Four. Everyone's saying the draft starts here at four with it Sacramento does. Kings. <sighs> Who are are they trading this? Are they taking the pick? What are they What are they doing? They've got, they've got a that, million guards. They've got De'Aaron Fox. They've got Dan- they've got uh, what's his name? Their, their pick from last year. They just traded Buddy Heald to the Pacers and Halliburton. And yeah. Halliburton. They've taken a guard every year. That's a weird thing, right? Like if it wasn't for that trade, I would think the Pacers are definitely going to make a trade, right? Yeah. To the, to the Kings, but because they made that trade, now it makes you feel like. The Kings are going to see what they can get, right? But the the word is is that they really like Murray mm-hmm. a lot. Like they brought him in, they brought him with with uh, they sat down with Fox and Sabonis and the owner, and they all had dinner together. Like you don't do all that stuff unless you're really interested in the guy. For sure, you know what I mean. So like because they did that, and everybody knows it now. It's gonna be harder to make that trade. Maybe that might people because might people are gonna be more. like, "Well, you're gonna take Murray." Yeah. So that means Ivy's gonna be available at five. Anyways, right? You know, and now the word is is that Detroit wants to take Benedict. Oh, like that just came out today. Like they think that he's gonna go number number five. Oh, maybe even over. So uh, so Ivy might fall away to the Pacers. Wow. And how awesome yeah, would that be? Because I look at you dreaming. As I smile, thinking. We didn't have to give up anything. I mean, if you're a Pacer... When he goes number one to Orlando, I'm going to make sure I text hey, you. Hey, if they pace, do that, that you know, that's a good party. thing, though, because maybe one of the big guys falls down somehow. Oh, there you go. You know what I mean? And we well, get, you're, you're winning. You're winning we're winning no right. matter what, because like, for me... What happens when you end up with Murray? Are you going to be excited I don't know. I, I, that was the first guy I wanted. Okay. Like, like, I thought with the Pacers, Murray is a really solid player that I don't, I don't think his upside is as high... As the top three guys, like the, the big guys, what's the difference between him and T.J. Warren? Besides that, Warren's hurt. Well, hurt, I mean, but T.J. Like Warren's a really good player. I know when he was when he's healthy. So, you, but I think what's that, the key, what's the key there though? Really good, not great. Yeah, but the thing is, I liked about Murray is everything I've heard is he has an extremely high basketball IQ. 
So you pair him with Halbert that has an extremely high okay, basketball. Okay. I think that he can take him to the next level the as far the as of, the team of thinkers you're building. I like hey, it. that make. Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm, we play I basketball enough. Like, there's certain that. players that don't have any IQ, yeah. and you're gonna take one that's. I like it. Three no. quarters is talented. So who? So who are the Kings taking? Let's get. Let's get that. Uh, I think the Kings take Murray. Murray. Okay. All right, we're gonna go. We're gonna go two more and get to get to unless your they can trade, right? Right. And then I think that. So five Detroit now. I besides the reports, I think they take Ivy. So you're taking, they're taking Ivy. I, I, I think that, that that's I think a front. They, I think they've played they play great together, too. He's nice mixed with, oh, Cade, yeah, Cade, with yeah. Cade. Either I don't think it matters if it's Benedict or Ivy. I think it's a good pairing with either one of those Cade. guys. You wouldn't take Sharp there. Absolutely not. Wow, you're really down on Sharp. No, it's not that I'm down on Sharp. I just, the thing is, is like, I just, it's a top five pick. Okay, well. And there's no. Here's your, here's your chance. No Pacers here's are taking. Your, I'll be upset if you take Sharp at number six. Here's your chance. The Pacers are up. Who are you taking now at six? Benedict. You're taking Benedict. You okay. know, I think that he's right what the Pacers need, especially if they're going to trade Brogdon. Okay. So you're, you know? you're, you're taking him assuming then that they're trading Brogdon. Yeah. He plays Brogdon's position. Yeah. You I just know, don't think. I don't think. I develop him with Brogdon. No, I think that Brogdon is a really good player. But I don't think that him and Halbert match together. Like I think Brogdon likes to have the ball in his hands, and to be he wants to be a point guard. But I, in my opinion, he's more of a shooting guard. But he wants to be the point guard because he wants to have the ball. And for Halbert to really get his full potential, he needs the ball, right? So they got to find a guy that's not going to be so bombing. You're hoping Matherin turns into Oladipo while he was with the Pacers. Now, I'm hoping that he turns into a poor man's clay. Well, okay. Well, you know what I mean? Like a guy that can shoot shots. Yeah. He's a good shooter. Yeah. Athletic guy. He can cut to the basket. Play so good defense. You're hoping for a Hall of Famer at number six. No, I said a poor man's clay. <laughs> like, okay, like obviously if he wants to be isn't clay, that, I'll that, be excited. Isn't that Victor Oladipo, poor man's clay? Yeah, but Victor was like, he one year good. that he was amazing. Well, he got hurt. I'm saying. Yeah. Like, oh, I mean, I, if, if he turns into Victor Oladipo prime. Oh, I mean, who wouldn't be? Yeah. I mean, okay. anybody in this draft turns into Victor Oladipo the year that he was awesome with the Pacers. I'm pretty sure every team is good. excited, right. Yeah. right? Yeah. Because this draft is, they're saying that there isn't even a tier one player in it. I don't you know, know so there, I don't know if there is. I, I think it's, except Ivy, like he's the only one that I think is just because again, like the way the NBA is now. Like I, I just think that even even us, as much as we try to think about the the modern NBA, it's just so you get so rooted in the how guys look and thinking about the way basketball is played at other levels. Because I think that that a lot of the stuff you said about these guys does translate at other levels, like Holmgren's shot blocking and all, all that stuff has been incredible. I'm just not sure if he can do that in the NBA because he is so, so small and the physicality, it's so small, but it's extreme length. Now the physicality matters though. You can't, some of these guys can go through, can really can go through. Yeah. You. But some like, of the college players he's going against are pretty good athletes in their own mind. You wouldn't say that about Gonzaga two years ago. No, but <laughs> no, You're but he also wasn't averaging. He obviously wasn't averaging one block a game either. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he was I, a pretty I, dominant I like his force de- defense. I'm just saying that I'm not sure that, that it translates in the way that we think it does. No, I mean, it's, it's, we don't really know. Let's be honest. Like, if we knew who was going to be for sure the best player, then, well, yeah, then we'd, we'd be, be NBA scouts and we'd be rich. <laughs> we'd, right? be, we'd, be, we'd be in hustle. Thank you for listening to Hardwood History, a weekly podcast by 19.9. 
If you enjoyed the show, leave us a rating and review. Five stars only, like the basketball camp. Till next week.